Hello and welcome to the Golf Monthly Clubhouse. My name's Tom Clark and as ever it is our weekly look at uh, what's been happening across the world of golf. Now this week is a very special week. I'm in Orlando in Florida which is lovely and sunny. I've got really bad sunburn having been in the, the uh, outside all day uh, and I'm joined by uh, two members of the Golf Monthly staff. I'm um, Elliot, unfortunately, is in the snow and cold back in England. So this week, I'm joined by digital editor Neil Tappin. Hello, Thomas. I'm enjoying the warmth that's coming from the glow of your skin. <laughs> Thank you. That's good to know I'm doing something well. And uh, and also technical editor. Is that your job title? It is. Wow, I got it right. Uh, Joel Tadman. Hi, Joel. How are you? I'm, I'm well, Tom. You look like you've been pelted with tomatoes. Can I just say that face. you have also had quite a bit of sunburn as well? So let's That's not, not not forget not about. Not quite as bad as yours. I uh, know, no bad planning <laughs> on my my part. Um, and this week we're over in Orlando um, for the PJ Merchandise Show, and we've been doing. Lots of video uh, reviews of, um, of some of the latest gear today, uh, which has mainly been me just kind of pressing the call button and standing around whilst Neil and Joel have been doing the real work and, uh, and reviewing stuff. So guys, is there anything straight away that you have been particularly uh, excited about or impressed with from the gear that you've... There's, there's a, there is a couple of things that are still under embargo that we can't really talk well, about. Well, let's not talk about that then. Uh, so, without, <laughs> with, not that withstanding, whatever the saying is. Mm. Uh, I would say the Ping G410 uh, range. Driver? But particularly oh, the, the range, driver, yeah. the, the G410 Plus driver. Uh, uh, Ping's first movable weight driver. Uh, saw it for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Hit it indoors on a launch monitor. Uh, which was good to get the numbers and stuff, but actually seeing it in the flesh outside and hearing it and getting a, a feel for how it plays, uh, I think Ping have really, um, have really nailed it. Actually, good stuff. One. Good stuff. And Joe, anything, anything that well, you yeah, add? I mean, that's what I was going to say. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Cop out. But I mean, yeah, that's a very impressive driver. Um, Mizuno have also got a new driver, which is really, really impressive. Um, and the G410 iron is very good as well. They've really slimmed it down, but it's still a, a lot more forgiving, so it's easier to hit and looks a bit better as well. So, yeah, those those have really stood out for us recently. Going back to me, who is definitely not slimmed down, uh, especially <laughs> whilst the couple of days that I've been out here, fantastic steak last night and 50 chicken wings on the first night has uh, really set the week off. Um, but we've got... This week we're going to look back at a couple of, uh, other, not just talk about gear and while we're out here, although we're going to do a lot of that, but also going to have a quick look back at um, what happened on tour over the weekend, Shane Lowry winning and Adam Long winning. Who is Adam Long? We don't really know, but well done to him for, for winning the Desert Classic uh, in America. And then we're going to look forward as well to the uh, Dubai Desert Classic uh, on the European tour and also... It's uh, the Farms Insurance at Torby Pines. Right, yes. So that's going to be exciting, isn't it? It is. Tiger Woods is playing. It Ooh. is. It's just the time difference that's a problem. Well, Not yes. for us here. No, we're, we're it's, it's actually quite <laughs> convenient. It is. But, um, yeah, it, it's one of those. Uh, yeah. West Coast is tricky. West Coast up, is particularly but, okay. tricky. So, um, as ever, do if you if this is maybe the first time you've listened to the podcast, do make sure that you um, subscribe to us so you don't ever miss a, an episode. 
and do as ever keep up to date with all what's that's we're doing this week and the rest of the world of golf on our social media uh, website and also YouTube channels where you'll see you'll be happy you'll be very lucky to be able to see Neil and Joel's lovely faces which won't be too sunburned. So, um, firstly, let's talk about Shane Lowry. He won uh, in Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship. It was his fourth European Tour title, but it's the first since he won the WGC Bridgestone Invitational in 2015. Uh, he birdied the last hole to beat Richard Sterney by one, um, and he's got maybe a chance to make his Ryder Cup debut next year. Um, do you think that Shane Lowry will be on the plane to uh, Whistling Straits alongside other fellow Irishmen, in Captain Harrington and and Rory, do we think he's going to get? You go, Joel. You go. God. Uh, I mean, that's a big ask, isn't it? Obviously, this is a big win for him. You know, it's a Rolex Series event. Um, there's a lot of money, a lot of points, etc. Um, he's, but you know, he's not won for a couple a couple of years. Is that right? He's been a bit in the doldrums, yeah. isn't he, for the last couple of years? Um, so it's good to see him back playing well. His iron play was ridiculous. I think he had. 12 twos on par threes during the week which is just that, I insane. think that might be more twos than I've ever had <laughs> yeah and he's done <laughs> that it that wouldn't surprise me he's done it in a week uh, so he's clearly you know he's clearly striking the ball well and if he can maintain that you know his life is really good off the course he's got a, a, a child and he's really happily married um, but now he's playing well on the course and if he can maintain that consistency throughout the year then why not because he was really up there for being one of the the big and better playing Europeans, and he was very unlucky at the U.S. Open where yep. DJ won, <coughs> where there was this where DJ had a rules infringement, yeah. and which was spotted on TV, and the players were told that he was going to get a penalty, but not how many shots and all this, and I don't, I think it made him not, you know, he lost his concentration out on the court. Yeah, I think there was more to it than that. Yeah, uh, but for, back to Lowry for me with him, he's. I think he's one of the most talented players on the European tour. And naturally gifted. He's a real sort of shot maker. He's got this amazing short game, this incredible touch around the greens. And he is not overburdened by technical thought. I think that's a fair thing to say. Um, and from my experience of him, I am a really big Shane Lowry fan. Uh, I've met him a few times and he is... He just uh, that, was a, that was a name drop. Well, we're talking about it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, and he... Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> you said you met him a few times. You put me off. I did. Uh, I did. I did. I'm, good, I'm very good at that. Yeah, no, he, if you ask him a question, he'll give you an answer. And he, there's no airs and graces. He'll s- slip in the odd uh, bad word from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I really like him. He He's one of my favourite players on the European tour. And so... Uh, disappointing last couple of years, but just you, know, you don't win a WGC Bridgestone without being a top player. He won on the European Tour as an amateur. He won the Portugal Masters. He is one of the most gifted players out there, and if he just can keep it going, I've got absolutely no doubt at all that he will play in the Ryder Cup at some point. Um, he just seems to win big tournaments in the wrong years. Yeah, that, yeah. that is true. That is true. Um, obviously, no Ryder Cup this year. I mean, and, and it was a good field uh, over in Abu Dhabi. I mean, uh, Dustin Johnson was there, Kupka was there as well. So, it's a it's a, a great start to the year for him. And Cha-ching, Rolex Series, indeed. I mean, he's he's going to need that wheelbarrow to get all the cash back home. But yeah. uh, no, fair play to him and a great great start to the year for him. Which um, and you know Shane Lowry, he's someone that 
we we've known about for a long time. He's won a WGC event, which is of course huge. Uh, but then, if we compare that to what happened on the PGA Tour uh, this week, where um, Adam Long, who indeed, seriously, who is this guy? I know he's his, only his sixth start on the PGA Tour. He's obviously his rookie season. He birdied four of the last seven holes whilst playing with Phil Mickelson and Adam Hadwin to win by one, uh, and that meant that he uh, won 1.2 million dollars. Um, over double his career earnings in one week, and he also qualified to play for the Masters, the Players, and a two-year exemption. So that second shot he hit into the last was outrageous. Yeah, we were we were watching that all here together in our little, uh, our little apartment apartment, and I think we were all a bit sort of jet lagged and a bit tired, and I don't think we really appreciated how good it was at the time. It was outrageous, wasn't it? The ball was below his feet. He, I don't know how far he had. Um, I think yeah. it, he had a, he had about one seventy, yeah. yeah, but ball below his feet. There's a load of water to the to the side yeah. of the green on the left. I had a shank that. <laughs> I think <laughs> you'd have missed. It. I, think, <laughs> I was going to say that, but thanks for you. <laughs> but uh, he had a he had a fantastic uh, shot to about what ten feet, ten feet, and yeah. then just he said afterwards that he knew he was going to hold the putt. Yeah, which, which given that he's only one third, sixteen grand or whatever it was at that until that point, so that's quite. Um, Quite something, and also he's playing with he's playing with Phil Mickelson, who he's probably one of his heroes yeah. growing up, one of his golfing idols. Um, and we were watching it, thinking, oh, you know, Mickelson winning, it's going to be a great story um, after his troubles at the Ryder Cup and everything like that. And I mean, Mickelson was great; he was fifty-four hole leader, seems to be playing well. He just seems to be able to. You know, every, year after year, we think, oh, maybe this is going to be Phil's last. You know, he's going to fade away. But he just keeps on churning out the results. Why is he doing this? How does he do it? It's, it's a good question. I mean, this, this tournament in particular was mind-blowing how he kind of came into it, hadn't really played a lot of golf, admitted that, you know, he hadn't played much. He'd been putting dubious chipping videos on Instagram. Um, he rocks up. He shoots 60 in the first round. He leads the field in driving distance, which is incredible. You know, he's 48 years old, and to come in, you know, cold and to put in a, a, a finish like that. I know he didn't win; um, he didn't putt very well in the last round, but you know, it just shows goes to show that you know he can still do it. That I mean, he shot 25 under par. Yeah, um, and I know it's not the hardest of, of tournaments, and it's usually a, a score in the 20s that wins it. But uh, it's, it was very impressive. Nicholson, he's a bit like Monty; he just he never gets injured. He, he, he just, he feel he's one of these players. You can competitor. He just can turn up, and, and and get the ball around. Even though he can hit it off the planet at times, which he didn't do actually. In that he actually swung the club really well, um, but he always finds a way of getting it round. So it, when you think about that, it's no surprise to think that he's getting on a bit, and yet he's still competing on tour. So he's still got, he's got the confidence, he's got the ability, and it's just that that short game. You know, array of short game skills just keeps you in it, doesn't it? Yeah. So we've already spoken about Lowry maybe having a chance to be at the 2020 Ryder Cup. Phil Mickelson, will he be at Whistling Straits as a player, probably playing at the 2020 Ryder Cup? And and if so, will Bryson DeChambeau want to play with him? Well, (laughs) Uh, no, the answer to that, Thomas, is no. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Um, uh, Yeah, I just just think that over time the desire probably wanes a little bit and this was a great performance of course it was but age is he 48 did you say yeah I think he's 48, 48 isn't he so he, 
you just can't put in the hours off the golf course. You're just not going to, are you? you just over time, you just that desire just goes a little bit. I'm not so sure he'll yeah. make it. I think it, the only way he would he would make it. I don't think he's going to get a captain's pick again, uh, especially with what happened in Paris. Uh, if he if he does suddenly have a, a hot streak and play particularly well, or maybe yeah. win a win a FedEx. win a win a big. Uh, big title then he's going to have a chance I think but uh, we'll wait to see we'll wait to see what do you guys think let us know you know as ever as I as we've always said if you've got any questions or any comments on anything we say do get in contact either on Twitter at Golf Monthly or you can also email in which is uh, the email address is golfmonthly at ti-media.com fantastic email address I didn't pick it um so moving on from the Desert Classic in California to the Dubai Desert Classic, which is going to be on the European Tour this week. Hao Tong Lee uh, beat Rory McIlroy by one shot last year to win, and he shot a record uh, 23 under par score there. Uh, there's some big names uh, in attendance this week. We've got Bryson DeChambeau, Tommy Fleetwood, Henrik Stenson, Sergio Garcia, Tyrrell Hatton, Ian Poulter, Matt Wallace, Shane Lowry, Lee Westwood. Uh, yeah. Loads. So it's, it's fantastic. And it's the 30th anniversary of the event, uh, which was first won by Mark James. So, guys, I, you, I do the betting tips, and I have had a pretty pathetic start to the year. Um, out of those names, do we think that any of those guys are going to particularly challenge this year? Uh, Stenson missed the cut last week. Otherwise, I'd have said he would be in there. Picked, not, picked by me as well. A great yeah, start. On the number. Uh, Lowry's probably going to be suffering with something of a you know sore head. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure any. Of, I would. Go, I wouldn't necessarily go for any of those. But that's not to say there aren't some favourites out there that you haven't mentioned. Is Rafa Cabrera in the field? I'm not sure. Oh, sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, I've Thank gone for a player who I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> like he is playing. Is Jack Nicklaus playing? I, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's a ball strikers golf course, right? Because yeah. the, 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 there's a lot of dog legs. There's a lot of um, it's long. It's it's one. Of, it's, it's in the desert, so if you hit the ball a long way through the air, uh, it's gonna. It's a big advantage out there. And so it's a ball striker, so you've got to look at the ball strikers. I'm go, I'm going to put my uh, my neck on the line as ever, and so I someone who out, out of those players that I mentioned, who I think is going to do quite well, is Lee Westwood, because yeah. he he plays very well um, in Dubai. He's done very well um, all around the Middle East, and he just seems to be in a really good place. He's he's striking the ball particularly well. I was, I was listening to a, a different podcast, believe it or not, that some others are available, and they had an interview with him, and he just sounded really, really relaxed. He says he's got to that age where he's not trying to practice too hard because his body can't take it. He's just doing clever, intelligent practicing and going out and enjoying uh, playing tournament golf. And he played quite well uh, in Abu Dhabi last week as well. So um, I think he, he's definitely one to, to look out for, um, and he could, you know, with all this experience, sneak up on them. Joel, any, any of those names you think? Incredibly, I was going to say Lee Westwood. It's, uh, it's twice now. Tap, Tap twice has now. mentioned that he's a ball, you know, this is Ball Strikers golf course and he is one of the very best ball strikers. And he's clearly playing well you know, with a good finish last week in Abu Dhabi. The other one out of those names there, I think Ian Poulter is clearly playing well and now maybe he's over his jet lag. Maybe he can yeah. you know, settle in a bit. And uh, Well, yeah, he, he, he had an incredible uh, more or less two-day journey from Hawaii to Abu Dhabi and then he was... He was right up there, wasn't he, all mm. along? So it'd be interesting to see Poulter to, 
if he does well, Fleetwood obviously he's got these new irons in the bag, and you know if we're saying that it's going to help, it's going to suit ball strikers, then we probably would have picked Fleetwood, wouldn't we? But we're not sure where exactly where Fleetwood's game is it's at this exact. Break, isn't he? He's not he's not played an awful lot, and then di- didn't play badly last week, but didn't play great. So yeah, it's a bit of an unknown quantity, isn't it, Tommy Fleetwood? Um, it's a great tournament. It's one of my absolute favourite tournaments of the year, and. The, the depth of field is so strong there. I mean, I, you can. I would look at players like Andy Sullivan and think that he would have a good chance around. Uh, around if Everest he's playing. Course. He'll be playing. He'll be playing. <laughs> <laughs> we so think he's. With no confidence at all. No, he will be playing. So, uh, okay. so I mean, that's one. There's, there's two properly big tournaments this week, which is really good. I think the, the golf season really feels like it's, you know, it's over its Christmas break and we're back into, into the, the flow of things. And. There's also the Farmers Insurance Open, which is, of course, played at Torrey Pines. Uh, Jason Day won last year. He beat Alex Noren in a Monday playoff. Um, no atmosphere. I no, remember that. True. Come back from a Monday finish. No. It's like they played one hole. Noren hit an absolutely career, what looked like a great five, yeah. it, and it didn't quite make the carry. I don't know. What, so close. Yeah. yeah in the water. Yeah. I remember. Uh, so, um, so... The, the big headlines on this, of course, is that Tiger is teeing it up at one of the uh, places where he's won about 500 times. Um, and obviously, he won the, his, fi- his, his last major there in 2008. Amazingly, that's 11 years ago. Can we believe it? Uh, but so it'd be really interesting to know uh, how Tiger plays. Of course, he won uh, the Tour Championship at the end of last year as well. So be really excited to see him New back driver? playing which, a Which driver will, t- will Tiger be using, Joel? Oh, I'd imagine the M5. He yeah, was using M3, wasn't he, last year? I believe so, last yeah. Year, yeah. So we shall wait and see, but that's yeah. what I'd imagine. But he should, should be really good. And obviously he's got these these irons, which we think have been made specifically for him as well. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what how that goes. But also there's other big news is that Rory's also turning up for the first time at Torrey Pines. I'm sure I was quite surprised it was the first time. Yeah, did he not make the field for the US Open then in, in two, when Tiger won? In Obviously not. I, no, I don't. I, no, I don't believe so. So, um, and it's a it's the kind of course that it could suit Rory. Uh, again, it's a ball strikers course. They play. Uh, there's two courses at Torrey Pines. One of them is the one that they have played the U.S. Open on is particularly hard, and the other one I can't remember if it's north or south um, is not that hard. So, uh, it'd be really interesting to see how Rory's game is looking if it's if it's going in the same direction as some of the other ones. And there's other other big names playing as well. So Justin Rose is there. World number one, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, who's now world number twenty, slipped all the, down as far as that. Uh, Xander Schuffle, if I can say his name, Schuffle. I know I, I have dreadful trouble this day. Uh, Patrick Reed and Ricky Fowler. So there was news today from Ricky Fowler uh, that he had changed uh, ball and glove. Glove, changed glove, changed glove. Huge. I'm not yeah. sure, sure. Not sure that was the biggest news, but he changed. Uh, to tailor made ball, uh, why do we think he's done that? Kaching, <laughs> but you may, you um, may be right. I mean, yeah. he, is he just looking for something we need, different? We need a sound effect. For this <laughs> indeed, one, indeed. Well, I think, I think we can add a few in. Elliot, <laughs> exactly. Sort that out. <laughs> but he's obviously Fowler would have had a, a disappointing season last year. He he had, he was very close to ha- he's second at the Masters. And he didn't have a particularly good Ryder Cup. He could have had an incredible last year, but in the end, 
He didn't. Do you think he's trying to just change things to look for a little bit of luck or something like that? Yeah, possibly trying to you know change his fortune a little bit. Uh, maybe he got stuck in a rut a little bit last year. But you know, in terms of the performance of the ball, I don't know if that's the the whole reason why he's changed. You know, I think there's some underlying reasons there financially. Um, but you know, it'll be interesting to see if if that does turn turn around his fortunes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So out of those guys I've mentioned, we had a lot of sitting on the fence already. Is there anyone that are, you think that you know he, they're going to get off to a great start this year? Rose showed some good signs last week, didn't he? Obviously, he's changed his, his equipment, um, but he's, you know he still finished one under. I think it was 13, 14 under par. I think for the week. So you know it's a good week considering he's, he's just changed ten of his clubs. Uh, and, you know, like you say, this is Bull Strikers Golf Course. I think it's quite tight. The roughs up, isn't it? Normally at this time of year, so. Um, I think Rose can hit a lot of fairways, a lot of greens, and you know if he can putt well, he's got a new putter in the bag. Um, I'm, you know, I'd be going on him for an each way bet potentially. Yeah, I think I think someone to absolutely look at is the defending champion Jason Day as well. Obviously, on his day, he's an incredible ball striker, but also a brilliant putter as well. Um, so, you know, we we don't we don't know what how he's playing really at the moment, but. Um, He's always to be considered if his, if his game's really on point. Uh, there's also a few b- bigger names missing. Phil Mickers has played there 28 straight years or something, and he's not, he's not there this this week. And uh, there's no Kupka and DJ because obviously they were in Abu Dhabi last week as well. Um, so you know it's a, it's a massive tournament. Neil, is there any anyone that you think might? Uh, uh, well, Zander Schauffele. I mean, he's he's the best player in the world at the moment, isn't he? He's well, he's he's. In form-wise, he's got to be up there, hasn't he? Uh, he's. Uh, I've not had any dealings with him. I've never been in a press conference. I've never actually interviewed him. Uh, but he seems really kind of quiet and pretty calm and reserved. Um, but he's obviously got a hell of a golf game. And you know, I just I think he, he looks like the sort of bloke who's going to think that he can win every week at the moment. Yeah, um, it's, it's so easy to overlook someone like that because they're not the really exciting Ricky Fowler, um, uh, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods players. He's he's a bit under the radar, yeah. isn't he? But if I was going to put my own money, my own hard-earned money for doing this podcast, Tom, I yeah. think I'd go for him. Just so you know, he's not getting paid anything to be on this podcast. So uh, <laughs> oh, I'm off. <laughs> Indeed, but. Um, yeah, I think it's great cool. And actually, this time of year where people have maybe had a little bit of a break, maybe they've got a bit of a different, bit of some clubs in the bag or something like that. A bit it, of holiday weight. It, well, perhaps. Stop looking at me. <laughs> uh, I think actually the, it's the people who are just confident and just think, you know, I can go out and win every week. Yeah. They're the guys who suddenly can get a few wins under their belt really early on in the year. Uh, talk, we need to talk about Tiger a little bit. You know, he his comeback last year was, was brilliant. Very close to winning the Open, was leading obviously with about nine holes to go, and then a one his 80th PGA Tour title, somehow Tour Championship. Um, do we, th- you know, it was an incredible year. How do we think it's going to be 2019? Is he going to win again? Is he going to compete in the the majors? Is you know, are you going to have it see his name at the top of the leaderboard this, on Sundays? This is a well timed question. I don't know. I think I might have spoken about this before on this, but I, I so it was. Uh, was it two years ago to the it was two years ago to the week I was in Dubai for the Desert Classic and Tiger played and he was struggling with injury issues he played in Torrey Pines and hit it all over the place missed the cut he turned up at um, at Dubai on the Tuesday 
uh, to do a bit of practice and the European tour weren't expecting him to come on the Tuesday so no one was expecting him suddenly he was there and I found myself on the range watching him hit balls and I, it was yeah, it was awful yeah. to put it bluntly it, it was absolutely awful for a player of obviously probably the greatest player to ever have hold a golf club he was hitting shots fat he was hitting hooks he was hitting the duffs it was like I couldn't believe what I was watching I, I thought then he was toast. He's finished. He, there's no way on earth you can compete. And obviously he went out that week and he shot quite a lot in the first round and then he pulled out for the second round. I didn't realise quite the depth of the issue that he had with the back. The spinal fusion surgery has obviously um, transformed him physically. And to see him get back to where he is now, I, I can't tell you how impressive it is mm. given what I'd seen, you know, it wasn't just he wasn't playing very well, he was missing cuts, it was like he was a handicap golfer. You know, it was like a, he, a what you're saying, handicap What you're saying, he was, he, was sitting, he was sitting the ball like me. <laughs> yeah. And we don't want to but see Tiger doing that. But maybe a bit better. Than that <laughs> well, isn't hard, you know, just hitting the ball sometimes is better. Yeah, but honestly, it was, it was a bit like watching one of us, you know, all, yeah. all of us are amateur golfers, it was a bit like watching one of us on the range. It was There was a bit of everything in there. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. So, so yeah, it was the it was the best thing for the game last yeah. year. It was a great thing for the game, and um, yeah, if he can carry on, it'd be fantastic. Joel, do you think that he could win an, another major? I think that is an incredibly big ask, but I do think he will put himself in contention um, at least one or two of the majors this year. The Masters for me is the most likely where he's going to be up there. You know, his record there is incredible, and you know, we look back to last year. It wasn't just a flash in the pan. He wasn't competing in one or two events. He was up there quite regularly, actually. Yep. Uh, when Paul Casey won, obviously he was second there. Then USPJ. There was a few events where he was up there, and that—that's the thing for me. That level of consistency. If he can maintain that play over a number of events, that shows to me that he's truly back and has the ability to compete in the majors. I don't think he's going to win another one. I hate to say it. I would obviously love to see him win another one. It would be incredible. Um, but I don't think he will, but I think he'll definitely put himself up there. Also, we need to also realise that the US Open is at Pebble Beach, where he's not yeah. got an awful record <laughs> and true. holds the... Well, he did he one, did hold the US Open record score. I think that's gone now, hasn't it? One but, of the greatest performances in the history of the game. Yeah, so, but, so that was in 2000? 2000, yeah. When he won by... 250 shots, yeah, wasn't it? it. Yeah. Do you know who came second? Quick quiz question. Anyone guess? No. Guess who came second? Was it Miguel Angel Jimenez? It was. Oh, I, know my, I know my stuff. <laughs> that shocked you, hasn't oh, it? Oh, no. That's impressive. <laughs> um, also, there is another... Uh, so there's obviously... He's four majors back from Jack Nicholas. Is he going to get four majors? Oh, that's unlikely, no. but you know, never... Okay, okay, Joel, <laughs> relax. But he's now just two wins away from Sam Sneed's PGA Tour uh, win, which is record, which is of course eighty-two. Yeah, so he's, he's yeah he's only he's only two wins away from that. I think he has a big chance of still getting that, and I do wonder how many. He, he's never said that he really follows the records that much, but I I think that actually he's I he's think he does, he? he's driven very hard with getting trying to win get those those eighty-two PGA Tour wins, and he's I still think he thinks that he can get Jack Nicklaus's record I know he used to talk a lot about it with his dad and I think that's one of the things that really drives drives him on so um, that that PGA Tour wins record would be extraordinary because 
uh, without wanting to do down the achievements of Sam Snead. But you are about to. Well, he played in an era where there weren't very many people who were capable of winning. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think everyone would agree with that. He, he, uh, I think there's some some victories there where obviously the standard of the field was nowhere near as strong as as it is now or the, this century. Yeah, and you think of how much time Tiger's missed through injury as well. You know, there's a lot of periods of time where he's not been playing over a year, where he's missed out on the chance to win tournaments. So Indeed, the yeah. fact that he's on 80, you know, he's incredible, really. And um, and I think the the big thing about Tiger, especially Tiger playing well at Tory Pines, is I think. We feel that golf is in a better position, and it's a bit more exciting when Tiger's playing and um, competing. He doesn't have to win every week. We, we know we don't want to see him every week. There's, we've already mentioned loads of great, you know, new names who um, I think some of them weren't even born when he he started playing. So um, it's fantastic that he's out there, and I think we're all more excited. And I think you guys were also uh, much more excited about golf when uh, when Tiger's teeing it up. Um, so now we're going to move on again to a bit, of, a bit more of a chat about new gear and also about the PJ show and why, why we're here. We've already spoken about, uh, we did a bit of video testing today. We, we were at this incredible um, place called Bishopsgate. Is that what it's called? Bishopsgate Golf Academy. Bishopsgate, I, I, I doubted what it was called there. <laughs> Bishopsgate Golf Academy. And uh, the reason we were there is that one of our top 25 coaches now coaches there. Uh, Neil, do you want to yeah. give a little bit of background about how we were there? Yeah, so uh, Kevin Craggs is the um, lead instructor at Bishopsgate Golf Academy. And, and Kev has been on our list of top 25 years uh, for, for years now, top 25 coaches for years now. Uh, and he has coached Mel Reed, he's coached Monty, Sandy Lyle. Uh, he's currently coaching Paul Creamer, uh, and he moved out from Scotland out to Orlando uh, la- at the end of last year. I think it was October or November last year to set up this to help set up this academy. And it's an extraordinary facility. So the idea is that if if you want to get your child into a top golfing uh, university out here in the states, then you can send your child to um, to Bishopsgate, and you'll get that kind of level of coaching and access to facilities that is quite frankly unreal um we've spent the last two days there and it's a it, it's and it's like nothing i've ever seen before it's, it, it is a golf course but they've only got nine holes each hole has two flags on it uh, there's a driving range but there's about 15 different places you can actually hit from towards the driving range there's loads of short game areas all over the property and the idea is that this is a completely a uh, coaching facility so whether you want to play or whether you want to stand on the range and hit balls, it is a coaching facility. It's not a normal golf course. Um, and it's been absolutely fant- fascinating to see it in action. And I think, I don't know about you two, but I feel like this could be something for the future of the game. I can imagine that I might want to join somewhere that is a bit like that. Yeah, and it's quite. it was very progressive, actually. Yeah. All the kids who are there, they get priority on all the facilities and... You know, if they're on the course, you know they get right away. Yeah, you have to stand stand aside. Stand aside, because yeah. it's and they can go and do whatever they really want just to help their game. And the, as we said, there's the nine holes. So there's nine actual holes, but there's two pins on each each hole. So they can actually play two balls per hole, and they can play almost eighteen holes, but in a couple of hours, which I think's with all the chat about slow play and how much time people have to play golf, I thought that was actually quite a, an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, it's, it, you know, it's an incredible place for a kid to grow up and, and, and play golf. 
um, and to get better and better at golf. Um, there's a there's a little conservatory, wasn't there, with a with a with a putting area, sand and putting lab in it. Yeah, yeah. and um, no, it, it was just it was just an incredible place to do, and it was also a really good place to film because it's. Um, it's being in Florida. There's a lot of wildlife there as well. And Neil, you know, I, I like my wildlife. I've been taking pictures of uh, ospreys and all this stuff. But there's there's gators in the ponds, so we told not to go swimming. Uh, there were snakes on the course, and I'm not just talking about you, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had to just make sure we didn't go in into any of the rough areas. We were told there were coyotes and bears. So it's um, it's no, it's one of those incredible places to grow up, and it's right on this on this lake, Lake Harris, and um, yeah, it's a beautiful place um, to go there. Yeah, and it was good to catch up with Kev because he's moved out here to the US, and uh, you know. As, as a magazine, we haven't worked with him for a little bit. Uh, although he was a, he has been a regular contributor for years and years and years now. And if you've picked up a copy of Golf Monthly in the last ten years, you will have seen the instruction from from Kev at various different points. He's one of the best coaches in the game. And and what's been interesting talking to him is that he really wants the kids to get back to to playing golf a bit more. He he's worried that there is a a slight tendency for people to stand on the range, hit balls all the time and diagnose every single shot to within an inch of its life and to change angles in your, you know, your wrist hinge on the backswing and working on all levels of your technique to an nth degree so that you lose the art of shot making and playing and his whole philosophy that he's adopted at the academy at the academy there is to get some of the kids to be more proficient at understanding the game themselves and kind of getting a feel for how to play a bit like you know as many people listening to this will have done when they grew up you know playing golf as a kid just going out there playing competing figuring out for yourself how to do it Kev wants to uh, inject a little bit of that whilst also having the structured coaching that comes with um, producing really really good uh, young amateur players and we've met, we've already mentioned Phil Mickelson I think he's the best person to do that he's not someone who and just Lowry Shane yeah, Lowry's yeah the they, don't, they don't just sit up and hit balls on the, on the range if they're playing poorly they will still somehow be able to get a score because they'll work out one shot that is working well for them and then they can get up and down from everywhere so you know that's something that you can't really do. Just sat on the range, um, just looking at your numbers. You know you need to get out and course. You need to be, you know, to need to experience um, these situations and hopefully do better. So no, it's a fa- it was a fantastic uh, time that we've had there. We've done loads and loads of, uh, of videoing. There'll be some instruction with Kevin uh, going into the magazine, and maybe we'll try and get a bit of that online as well. So do look out for it, and um, we'll try. I think we try and do a post also on the academy itself. And there's, I've managed to take loads of great photos. That's and, and that's that's without me being anywhere near a good a good photographer. It's just that it's a spectacular place, and anyone could take a great photo. There. And also, uh, so Ke- Kevin is suffering with a bit of arthritis at the moment, and so he's got his he's going to get his son to be in. Uh, his son is a PGA pro. He's going to be. Uh, in the photos modelling the different positions that you need to be in in the golf swing and Kev's son Ben has a club head speed of 127 miles an hour Joel that's that's quite significant bordering on Cameron Champ levels is it yeah Yeah. so yeah I mean that's ridiculous yeah he was smashing it he can hit it he can hit it an awfully long way so um, I don't know what mine is my speed 
Yeah, but 12. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, no, great stuff. And as I said, do do check out the mag and online and we'll, we'll try and get some photos up there. But there's also other bits. So it's the PJ Merchandise Show here um, in Orlando. So, Joel, what is the PJ Merchandise Show? Why are we here? As I know that's a very it's broad, a very broad question. question. Yeah, so the PJ Show is an annual showcase of all the great new products that are coming for for the coming year so it starts with demo day which is at orange county national golf club and it's this huge circular driving range and all the brands have their own stand around the driving range you can you get it's open to pga pros and media you go along test the products you all hit into the middle of the range um, and it's you know it's a great experience um Often this day we've seen a lot of the new products already, but there are some surprises. There's always some quirky products out there on the range. Uh, I remember last year there was a few. I remember Mike uh, crashed a golf board into <laughs> someone else, or I can't remember what it was, but he nearly fell off and broke it, which is pretty funny. Um, so yeah, that's the first day, and then afterwards we go over to the convention centre, and there's two more days of exhibiting, you know, not just golf products, but apparel and training aids and shoes and all sorts of uh, golfing products so yeah it's, it's just a good uh, showcase for everything that's coming out in in the year and you can see what it's all about and the, so this is my first time i've been in orlando and the convention center is pretty massive isn't it it's huge when you see it for the first time tomorrow it really will blow your mind i mean you know you, you can't even see from one end to the other it's so big and uh yeah it, it takes you about 20 minutes to walk from one end to the other so can you can we get an Uber? Is that possible? <laughs> no. But um, yeah, so that's obviously uh, come, happening uh, in a couple of days' time. We'll try if there's anything that's particularly caught our eye, or perhaps we can wrap up the, some of the best bits that we've seen from the show in next week's podcast, where uh, I'll be back in England with Elliot. But we'll try and get some uh, info from the, from the guys as well. But uh, it's been a great week so far. Uh, loads more to do. Neil's just appeared again with uh, another. Another cold beverage for us. <laughs> yes. So um, it's yeah. thirsty work. This it, it, it really is thirsty work just being here. <laughs> and um, now I'm going to make you really earn these beers. Now, as ever, as ever, we've got a quiz. And now usually it's me versus Elliot, but because Elliot isn't here, I didn't want to take the win. You know, a walkover. So it's going to be Neil versus Joel this week and it's 10 questions as ever I'm, I'm, I'm going to be awful at this I'll, <laughs> don't, I'll just say don't, don't get listen, excuses in straight away there's music to my ears yeah, <laughs> okay. I would say dear listener if you do not beat me then you really don't know much about golf Keep, yeah, you for some need reason to... I can't retain any information at all <laughs> but oh well so Sam uh, in the office has, has uh, done a quiz and emailed it over so as ever I'm going to ask the guys a question there's going to be 10 questions you play along there's going to be simple answers Oh, that's a relief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we can go from there. So, question one of the quiz. Phil Mc... You've already given the answer for this. Phil Mixon shot the lowest round of his career at the Desert Classic last weekend. What did he shoot? <laughs> there we go. Nice. Gentle opener. Gentle opener. Us, we appreciate that. Question two. Matt Kuchar has been in the news recently for a variety of reasons. How much money did he allegedly play, pay his local caddy after winning over $1 million at the Mayakoba Golf Classic. So a bit of controversy. Thanks, Sam. Uh, yes, that's a big story. If you if you don't know what it is, there's a story on the Golf Monthly website, so check it out. Uh, question three. 
Internet sensation Ho Sung Choi has agreed to play in what event next month after getting a sponsor's exemption? Oh, stop there's, it. There's a hands to the faces. <laughs> oh, what? Size. What even? Next month. Next month. This is an easy one. Is it? Yeah. What? It's a, there was, it I, was can, a, I can tell you it isn't. It was an article on the, on the Gulf Monthly website. So uh, Next month is February, right? Correct. That's not the question. Uh, I'm going to go... Okay, write, you know, write it down, write it down. No, that's not right. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Okay, I've just seen what question four is. Question four, I think, is the easiest question of the year. Uh, question four, where is Tiger Woods going to play his first tournament of the year? Again, one that we've already covered. Which course or which tournament? You know, just write something. We know what the answer okay, is already. Fine. And also, it's then slightly, uh, yeah, give me away. So, how many times has Tiger won the Farmers Insurance <laughs> Open? Which may have been a slight giveaway to the previous question. Oh, dear. Um, Got to pick a number. It's, it's 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 also slightly it's, it's also a slightly trick question because yeah he obviously won a different tournament at the course but anyway I'm gonna guess Go, guess it's do unusual guess your tactic for me but I'm gonna guess do guess do guess question six winner of the Desert Classic Adam Long secured his first PJ Tour title last week. What was his world ranking at the start of the week? What who oh. did the, who did this quiz? I think <laughs> I know. I think I know. This. Oh. <laughs> I think well, it might well, be completely wrong. Pick a number. Pick a well, number. I'm going to guess, and my chances, given that the, the numbering system is sort of one to infinity, I'd say. I'd, uh, I think it's actually. Three. I think it's to 1,200 actually. I think there's an awful lot of golfers who are 1,200. So I don't know. If oh actually, really? Yeah. I think that's right. Including you. Well, I. I do you know what? Do you have a world I, ranking? I, I don't believe I do. <laughs> I'm not a professional golfer. It doesn't go up high enough. Indeed. You're not a professional golfer. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you. Neither are you. <laughs> Question seven. Shot this week, what is the course record at Abu Dhabi Golf Club? And question eight, who shot it? What course record? Oh, I to put tournament record. It's a course record. The course record at Abu Dhabi well, Golf Club. Who shot uh, it this week? And who shot it? This week. This is a joint course record, isn't it? Because there's two. Question. Or do we need both the names? Uh, look, I, I, look, I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't write. I, I didn't write this quiz. I'm I can just, give you both of the names. Okay. I get an extra point for that. No, you, you don't. Just write. Just write down. You don't. You know. you, I'm just going to have to just check that we're all right to ask question nine. Uh, silence. Uh, Are we allowed to ask that question? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's I fine. Think that's fine. fine, just checking. I mean, that's the one I, I know the answer. Question I: Paul Casey's testing some new irons at the moment. Who are they made by? Just checking. Just checking. Listen. Keep it oh, in. Oh, hello. It's your beer hitting the. Uh, that was my there. beer. If you heard, <laughs> sorry about that. And uh, you, yes. And question ten: Eddie Pepperell, of course, tweets regularly about any topic. But can you guys tell me the name of his dog who features in his tweets often? Oh, oh got it. I've got it. No, give me a moment. Oh, <laughs> Joel's looking very smart. This could be the, the difference between us, I think. So, no pressure, Tappers. Need, need an answer. Need an answer. 
there we go. I, I hope you guys uh, have done well at, uh, at home. Uh, so the answer is question one. Here we go. Phil Mickelson, I'm just going to, can I just see your, I don't want any yeah. cheating here. Question, question one, Phil Mickelson shot the lowest round of his career at the Desert Classic last weekend. What did he shoot? He shot 60. 60. Got it. Correct. Question two, Matt Kuchar has been in the news recently for a variety of reasons. How much money did he allegedly play his local caddy after winning over a million dollars at the Mayo Cobra Classic? $3,000 allegedly. What have I written you've both got You've both got that right. Congratulations. Question three, where is, who's, uh, where's Ho Song Choi going to play? Well, well what I you... crossed out the Saudi International and then I put Pebble Beach. And you've put... AT&T and Pebble Beach. You're both correct. Oh, oh my oh, God. I'm off to an absolute... Oh, three from three. Last minute change. Stop it. Question four, where's Tiger playing his first tournament? Of course, it's at the Farmers Insurance Open, which is at Tory Pine, so yeah. yes, yes, Thank that's you. fine. And question five, how many times have you won the Farmers Insurance? Seven. He's won at Tory Pines eight times, and he's won the Farmers Insurance Open seven times. You both got it right. Is yes. that right? You're five from five. I put eight and crossed out and put seven. So well done. Happy this is a remarkable me. performance so far. Indeed. Right here we go. This will sort you out. This, well, I've not got well, this. Well, right. Winner of the Desert right. Classic, Adam Long secured his first PJ Tour title last week. What was his world ranking at the start of the week? The answer is. What have you guys put? I've put 285. I've put 415. The answer is 470. Oh, <laughs> do I get a point? No, Mrs. Nope. Gizmo. Oh, that is horrendous. No, no, it was no on. Score, it was on. On to the next one. It was on the TV when <laughs> we were. <laughs> <laughs> it was on, to the, on the TV Honestly. when we watched it yesterday. Hopefully, the listeners feel I've been hard done by there. No. I'm sure they won't. No. <laughs> Shot this week. What is the course record at Abu Dhabi Golf Club? Minus 10. 62. I, he, does he get a point I, I for think that? that's yes because it is minus ten and it is sixty-two. <laughs> Dubious. And who shot it? Shane Lowry. Yes, but can you name the other person who shot it? Because it's a joint course record. Is that also shot it last week. No, it's previously. Well, you put Shane Lowry, so you can give yourself. I put a point. Shane Lowry, but the other guy's Henrik Stenson. Oh. Is that right? Was it yeah. the same course? What? Yeah. Okay. 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 I got a point for that. Yes. Well done. Question nine. Uh, uh, Paul Casey is testing what irons? Who are they made by? Honma. Honma. Honma, Honma. Yeah, Honma. So. Whoa. Oh dear. We're <laughs> overboard. It's been a slight <laughs> spillage. <laughs> There's been a spillage. Oops. Okay. I got no. a bit excited. I've only got one wrong so far. This is and so, You can have two wrong in a minute. Oh. Okay, so. <laughs> after nine questions, they both have got eight each, so it goes down to the last question. <laughs> I've just seen your answer. <laughs> Eddie Pepperell's, of course, <laughs> tweets regularly about any topic, but can you guys tell me the name of his dog, who features often in his tweets? Neil, Ro- Neil, what did you write? Rover. <laughs> Rover, it's the name of many of your dogs. And Gus. The oh. answer is Gus. Yes. So congratulations, Mr. Tadman. Thank you very Nine much. Nine out of ten. Good Not quiz. Bad, is it? Good bad. quiz again, Sam. Well done. Eight Bad luck, Eight. I'll take eight. I'm happy with that. Uh, do I get anything for that? Uh, no, no, you don't. And you've got to. But, and you've got to clear up the spillage. So <laughs> it's only have slides, but. You, you haven't scored eight points yet in the quizzes you've done. I, well, okay. T- total, I have. Is Elliot, I, have you? Elliot beating you? Uh, he's uh, the score is two one. Oh, okay. So to, yes. To Elliot, and so and <laughs> just say yes. And my point is when we drew, but I gave myself a point. Just because you know, I want to get the mark. <laughs> so you're definitely losing. Yes, indeed. Anyway, that's the end of the quiz. Uh, thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. Next week, I'll be back in the UK with Elliot, which I'm sure you've missed. 
and we'll be taking a look back at who won the Farmers Insurance Open and the Dubai Desert Classic. We'll also be previewing the Saudi International, featuring the world's top three, and the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which of course we now know uh, features Ho Song Choi. I didn't realise it was actually written in front of you where he was playing. <laughs> I didn't, if you, I didn't if read If you just, read, if you just <laughs> read on my laptop, you would have seen it. As ever, do make sure that you should subscribe to the podcast. We're available on all the usual podcast subscribers. And we're also available, and we also update, of course, all our social media channels. So check out Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook, at Golf Monthly on Twitter, at Golf Monthly on Instagram. Uh, Golf Monthly YouTube channel, where you'll see loads more of Joel and Neil. And also, of course, the Golf Monthly website. Thanks again for listening. Neil and Joel, it's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you, you Tom. No yeah, problems. Indeed. On. And uh, we'll speak again next week. See you later.